one way of thinking about what's at stake now is in terms of forms of dreaming, you can say. That, you know, one thing that, that what is called the real world, what is called reality, what counts as reality, is just is a form of uh, collective dreaming. How do we form relations that are the antithesis to relations that we experience as a result of this history that is fundamental, different, constructive, mutual respect for now or rest of I guess I'll just say the green time is that's what happened in the past, what things come to be, that's what's happening now, and what is to happen in the future. This is a continuing, continuing uh, uh, politics of taking. So it really doesn't matter. Each generation of my people are responsible, they're responsible for your time that we're here to do what you can. And then you mentor and hand off to the next generation. It's their time, their future, and we're there to support. And they gave me an excellent argument to use the term Indian. They said in this way, our name is at least a tribute to white man's stupidity, you know. Uh, it's fascinating. I mean, the Apache Wars lasted, the, are like the longest wars in... Oh, yeah, 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 they did. So-called U.S. history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because usually Geronimo gets the most created with the Apache mm -hmm. yeah yeah everyone always talks about Geronimo he's on the t-shirts he's on he's, he's on, a I thing guess. that people he's yell when they jump into lakes but yeah he he wasn't even like the last person to keep resisting there were other warriors that held out even to the end of the 19th century mm. that, that just kept fighting they didn't give up yeah, I know, uh, me and Snow, we talk about, I told, you know, I told Snow, you know, it's amazing that over 100 years ago, New Mexico was still being conquered. Yep. Yeah. Was still well, New Mexico was one of the first, like, conquered, yeah, or not, not successfully conquered, I guess, but, like, you okay, know, yeah, one of the oldest European thing. settlements. Yeah, they brought, like, Mesoamerican people too with them when they uh when they settled and like mm -hmm. a lot of them they don't talk about that kind of stuff like uh how like mesoamerican people was like a big part of the history too like, like, yeah and they absolutely history. should because those were like fully like agriculturalized like developed civilizations and they you know they had their own interests with like like i was reading about it recently because like it's the, like the 500th anniversary of like um the conquest oh, yeah. of Cortez over, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wanted to do an episode on it. I was yeah, thinking about it, not to, obviously not to celebrate it, but to like talk about like the real history behind it rather than the, um, you know, the, the sort of the, the Eurocentric version. Yeah, I know for the most part, what I've been told is that with stuff I've seen, like documentaries here and there. I know Cortez had help from other tribes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the the Tlaxcaltecas and the Tlaxcaltecas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. It was, yeah. From a bunch of white men. It was a, yeah. Well, no. Was, I mean, it was because it was a bunch like of other tribes, and I guess. They, um, yeah, yeah. If you didn't have any indigenous allies, you, you wouldn't have stood a chance. So like, Absolutely. only yeah. about twelve people survived like the two years that they were fighting. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, the Spanish like to tell it like it's a 300 story, like they were, you know, Spartacus or whatever. It's like, no, it's just you did what European colonists would continue to do, which is like play tribes off against each other. And, um, you know, you end up subjugating them and reaping the benefit, basically. Uh, out of curiosity, Andre, you know more about Central American indigenous history than I do. Was there ever a Tecumseh-like figure in Central America that tried to unify all the indigenous tribes in, in Central America together? Not that I know of. Fortunately, not. Not like one guy, but like, well, there used to be, okay, if you know a little bit about, because I've always been kind of interested in like um, the history of the Federal Republic of Central America, like that time when uh, those states were all unified. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know much about that pro that project or that era of, of Central American history, or not, or not really? Not really. I'm I'm uh, I'm not as familiar with the colonial era to be honest. I, I yeah. focus more on the pre-Columbian era, and then like kind of immediately after that. Well, yeah, that's so, obviously yeah. fascinating, and and and, uh, and contemporary stuff too. Yeah. No, and I mean, current, uh, yeah. And the current struggle. Yeah. Well, it all it all it all goes in together. I mean, a lot of those states like were. I mean, that's where the term banana republic comes from. Is but basically a lot of those places were just you know plantations, for yeah, um, like haciendas and yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What I wouldn't give to go back in time to see Central America at its peak. What Before I, the invaders came. What, what I would give to go back in time and give them all submachine guns or something. Yeah. Remember we had that conversation at Bojangles and we were just oh, like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. We, we were like, we were talking about going back and we having a time machine and going back in time and you go say, have you seen the people that look like at me kill them? <laughs> 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 You tell them. Yeah, they're up to something. Yeah, don't trust them. No, they bad medicine. Kill them. <laughs> or rather, I guess it would be it would be it would probably be better to like like all the like tell them all the ones in like military dress, like all the all the like fancy looking ones. like because most of the people who ended up on the colonies like you know were a bunch of white people who like like poor white people who just starved to death like you know. Like the actual yeah, like conquistadors were. There's yeah. theories about them being absorbed into like the smaller tribes, like you know the Lost Colony, right? Oh yeah, the Lost Colony is you like that. that. The Beothuk and the uh, and 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 the Nordic um, uh, settlers. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, talking about. They thought all oh, they just all died. No, they just got indigenized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, remember, remember that story you you shared the other day? Huh? But yeah, they, they did like uh, genetic studies on that, and like on like uh, they, and they found artifacts they like on, in indigenous sites like that could have only come from those colonists. No. And like they, they said there was like cryptic messages like in the tree. It said like Croatoan. Oh yeah, or, the, the Croatoan. Yeah, I'm from North Carolina. We 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 learned about that growing up in school. Like that was a big, um, yeah. You know, it's a fun kind hey. of ghost story thing to look at. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, the lost colony. They just sound like oh, they just all died out. Reality, they just became they turned into me. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, a lot of the tribes like they they say they went completely extinct, and then like they they look into it more, and they find like 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 no, not not quite like a lot of them like mixed with like the settlers, like and like like uh, their their bloodline still lived on. I mean, that happened a lot in the Caribbean too. A lot of oh yeah, like the Taino were, people and the and the Caribs, yeah. Yeah, like Taino and uh, uh, Arawak. Arawak, yeah. Like, um, yeah, like a lot of them, like, like, they didn't go extinct, like, they're still friends with uh, revitalizing culture, like, uh, those sites, people still practice it, the spirituality. Hey, Andre, remember that story you pulled up where the colonizer got indigenous, and his, and they came looking for him, and the husband, oh. wife was like, who's Yeah, Gonzalo. Person? Yeah, mm -hmm. was, oh yeah, they were, uh, they completely trolled, uh, I think it was... Geronimo de Aguilar, it might have been someone else. The the other guy he was shipwrecked with, he came back like and tried to get him to be just like uh to to fight with the Spanish, and he was just and his wife was like, why are you talking to these slaves? Yeah, because he was like pretty much a like a slave to them, mm -hmm. and like he refused to like uh like adopt their culture and fight with them. And Gonzalo was just like, well, I I have a wife here now, I have a life, and like he had like. All the piercings they had like, oh yeah scar notification and stuff yeah. like none of you are good there's a this. similar <laughs> there, there's a similar story about um uh and a, a british like australian convict who like um like found that kind of place in like um the culture of the indigenous tasmanians um who unfortunately are like there, there aren't any full-blooded indigenous tasmanians anymore but he did aid them in their resistance against the British because he'd go back and talk to the British and then just say what their plans were back to the, um, you know, Tasmanian people. Um, I didn't know that. I know yeah. a little bit about well, that. Well, I'm going to say, that's what would have happened to you, Matt. That's what would have no, happened to you, Matt. No, I was not you, that bad. I did briefly think that one of them. I had an ancestor named Wally Arden who did fight in, um fought for Anzac in World War One, uh, and we didn't really have any, like, pictures of him, and I found an Aboriginal guy who also, like, was, you know, enlisted around that time, whose name was, 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 uh, oh, no, wait, was it Walter, or, no, it was James Arden. Walter, we knew, uh, we knew who he was, but, um, James, I didn't know, and I was like, wait a minute, am I Aboriginal? But it turned out, no, it was a different guy. <laughs> it would have been cool, but... I also don't want to be one of those white guys who goes around and is just like, oh, well, I'm, like, actually, like, an eighth Aboriginal or whatever. Like, it's, like, pretentious and annoying, you know? Yeah. I'm man, Not that, like, white passing um, people should be, like, denied, like, their, you yeah. know, right to express their culture and everything. But it is, like, also something, like, like, remember Elizabeth Warren when she was just like, oh, I'm Cherokee. If you go, like, it, 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 yeah. she took the DNA test and it's, like, 0.3% or whatever. <laughs> It was barely like any, like I'm more like South Asian than she is native. Yeah, exactly. I, I took a DNA test. I was 2.4% South Asian, but I'm like, and I got like 61.5% indigenous, and then I got like 36. I basically, I feel weird about like sending my DNA off to, I mean, I know that they already basically know it. Like I know that. Like, yeah, a lot of people do. I know that like, like companies already like you know aggregate information about you it's like and especially if they have blackmail on you and whatnot so 
like I know I'm on some people's lists, some people's records and whatever. Uh, but at the same time, like it's like what I like what I say is that if Dave, Jeff Bezos wants his DNA, he can get on it. It wants my DNA, he can get on his knees and open his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I think I'm mostly weirded out. I'm mostly British Isles, uh, like a whole slew of like Celtic, mostly Scottish, then some Irish and Welsh. And then largely um, English, and then on my mom's side, uh, like I'm, I'm about like a quarter Kraut, like a quarter German, and then we got some Acadian, French, um, a little bit of Polish. Um, so I'm, I'm like a white mutt. We're kind of like from all, all over, yeah. You need the Riz down. <laughs> the same with my European oh. side. I got like a whole bunch of different mix of it. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I have white, black, and native. I'm Havasaponi and Nansamon. My great great grandma's dad was black. Mm -hmm. My great great grandpa's side, one of his mothers was Dutch. And then on my side. Oh, Dutch. I do have a little bit of Dutch too. I have uh, uh, Beasley. Beasley in in my background, supposedly. Um, the the ones that like came around the Cape of Good Hope. So like we're not like Afrikaner, but we're like I don't know close to that. We probably <clears throat> did something with that colony. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And then and then on my dad's <clears throat> side, you know, there's native, there's native, and there. And if you keep going back, you run into white people, and then you end up going back to Denmark. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So you're, you're yeah, Scandinavian, yeah, dude. You have a route to you have a route to um uh, Scandinavia where all that black metal you like comes from, right? Yeah, black metal, and then you got the black stuff coming, which is where the blues comes from, and then yeah. you got the native. I was stuff, speaking so of like the, the intersection of blues and. Um, and that's why I have wavy hair. Have either of y'all heard uh, Zeal and Ardor? They're like a black metal band, but it's like a Negro spiritual black metal band. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like real dark. It's like really gritty. It's like, ugh. It's it's so fucking like soul wrenching. I love it. Um, That sounds right up my alley. Yeah, no, it's good shit. What did you say, man? Wasn't there a ship on fire song? By Zealand Ardor. Yeah. I don't remember that one. Oh, oh, there's like um, they have they have a lot of songs about fire. Burn the young boy, burn him good. Like they have a lot of shit like that. Does he does he do any of the black metal grim stuff? The black metal what? The black metal screaming. Yeah, it's just also yeah, he has like a soulful delivery to a lot of to a lot of uh, the the lyrics. Um, I know they. I know, like the singer looks like Thin Lizzy's singer because he was um, Afro, was Afro European because he had he was black and he was Irish or something like that. The guy from Thin Lizzy. Oh well, then you're just double fucked. You wouldn't want to be black Um, and Irish. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The guy from Thin Lizzy. Yeah, I don't know. I I mostly know Thin Thin Lizzy or the Boys in Back in Town band, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, mainly all. I, I don't know any other songs by Thin Lizzy. I just, yeah, I just is, uh, black and that was an alternative uh, name. That's a name that Patrick and I are, are not. The boys are back in town, but Du Bois are back in town, as in like a reference to W. E. B. Du Bois, the like black communist leader. Yeah. Uh, the entire East Coast is triracial. You know what I mean. Yeah, and uh, that's one. Pe- that's like one thing, you know. My indigenous indigeneity. I had to explain to them, you know, what I mean, what the East Coast really looks like, because the East Coast people, you know, what I means we come in all shades. We can yeah. go from looking like me and you, a man, to looking like Andre and having wavy hair. Yeah, having wavy hair, and like Andre, Andre, you like you from India. <laughs> I get that was for Indian. Yeah, I could see that. He looks like he could be playing for this band called Demonic Resurrection. You know who Demonic Resurrection is, huh? I've heard of them. I haven't really like listened super deep. But yeah, they're from India. They were like a blackened symphonic, blackened death metal band. Oh, that's that's lit. I like that. Yeah, and um, their singer Demon Ste- Demon Steel looks like Andre. Exactly like Andre. I, mean, it's just, it's I get Jesse. Yeah, I get Jesse um, Pintado a lot too. You get what? Jesse Pintado from uh, Terrorizer. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that. Especially yeah. certain like if I'm playing a guitar, especially back in the day, probably look more like him. Yeah, I had this. I was working in Circle K. I had this this Indian lady straight up like from India who was just like, "Are, are you Indian people?" And I and I was just like, "No, nah, I'm I'm not. I love Indian culture and food because you know a lot of them are yeah. like Hindu and polytheist, like like kind of like." Oh yeah, Hinduism is fascinating. I've been thinking yeah. recently about like how 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 the like the story like like after like I don't know if y'all read, uh, read Siddhartha, but like a little bit. Yeah, like, the dude just goes off and, like, I'm gonna get canceled by Buddhists for saying this, but, like, because I have a lyric that just says, Christ, Muhammad, and Buddha are lunatic tutors, because, like, I, like, the dude was just so pretentious, he just had to, like, walk off and then, like, come back, and he was like, yeah, I get everything now. They're like, we have, like, thousands of gods, man. Like, what? (laughs) You know, it's like, how... We, it's, it's not like we didn't ask those fucking questions before. You just had to go off and do your own thing. And, like, cool, good for you. And he's like, but also I'm going to be reincarnated a bunch. And it's like, all right, man, all right. He's, and he's just, he's, Buddha, in my opinion, is just Eastern Jesus, basically. Yeah, there's a lot of parallels. Well, yeah. Basically what he is. Yeah. I remember um, reading the Dhamma... Is it a Dharma food panda? Dharma, <laughs> Dharma something. It's the Dharma something. something. Honestly, yeah, that's about as far as I know. Dharma panda. Dharma panda. Forgive me, Buddhist people out there that may be watching this show. Buddhist anarchists, we apologize. Oh yeah, there's plenty. No, I've 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 had loads but, of Buddhist comrades. Like um, anyway, we. I was reading. Yeah, I read the um, Buddhist text, and I was like, wait, this sounds a lot like Jesus. Yeah, it's, 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 it's terrifying. Well, I mean, the history, I mean, there was a Horus in Egypt before Jesus. There were, I mean, there's been several, um, like, 
messianic yeah. figures. Like Jesus wasn't like an original story, you know. Um, no, it, oh, yeah, well, it just kind of spread through conquest, uh, not explicitly through conquest, because it's not like Christians started out in like a, a powerful position or anything. But you know, it spread to the Caucasus, it spread to um, Constantinople, and you know. And then they go into and then they go into um, Europe and they're like, okay, well the the, the Romans do this thing called Saturnalia around uh, winter solstice, and then the Norse do this thing called Yule. So what if we just, in order to get popular, we just say that our savior was born around this time? Like we can just say that. Like it's not actually true if you look at the trajectory yeah. of the Northern Star and the history of it. But it's like it's like yeah, no, it's, we we, we want to do a holiday thing too. Yeah, they even kept doing that in Mexico because, like, they, they couldn't stop, like, the the, the way Mikelo wheat and, uh, like, the Day of the Dead celebrations. Originally, it was, Yeah, like, they couldn't two... break them. Yeah, so they were just like, all right, we'll, we'll, since we can't stop you, we'll just, like, change the yeah. change some stuff around. We'll make much. it into, like, a Catholic thing, sort of. Pretty much. Even, like, a lot of, it, a lot of it's, like, very, uh, like, mixed, like, with the influences, but... But yeah, like it all like was because they couldn't couldn't stop my ancestors from uh, from uh, from party rocking doing those celebrations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we? Can we? I want to go to a day the day of celebration. They're fun. Like I want, I want to go to one so that way I can eat a sugar cane. I want to eat, I want to try them sugar scones. Andre, can you make me yeah. a sugar scone? <laughs> I wanted to eat I one. would try. Probably turn out like shit, but <laughs> no, I eat one. I, I want that Pan de Muerto, that that uh, Day of the Dead bread. That, that shit looks good. I haven't even tried it. Yeah, because my family's. Not yeah, I want to try. What's that? Uh, what's the little things that y'all have? Those little pieces of bread, and they got the little weird powdered frosting on them. Stuff oh, the, the, the conchas? Yeah, how are they? They're good. They're good, dude. Try them. Like if you no, I, I want to try. Them. I just don't know which one to try. And we, I gotta take you to a. I gotta take you to a funder. Um, what's it called? But uh, I see them at Walmart all the time, but I don't know okay, which one. Kidding. I don't know if I should <laughs> try it homemade or should I try it so broad? Some store bought's good. Like if you can go to a carnisseria that has like a like like a bread make like a bakery too. Mm-hmm. Like you, that's probably your best bet. Like uh, if you, yeah. unless you know someone that makes it. Is that yeah, I, mean, I, I want to try. I know Snow. Snow, she likes the Mexican. She likes Mexican, Mexican what? Mexican wedding, wedding cookies. Oh, those wedding are good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are good. Yeah, with the powdered yeah, sugar. Have had, yeah. Have you ever had the ganchas, Matt? The ganchas. Is that what it's called? Am I saying uh, it right? Oh. Concha. 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 Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. What are they? It's like a Mexican pastry. They're they're really good. I don't think I've I don't think I don't think I've had one. I've uh, had Mexican Coke and that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I had. The first time I tried Coke, like at a party, like not the drink. Not that was, kind of Coke. I know a Mexican oh, Coke is good because it has the Coke in it. That's what that's that's what I thought you were saying. Oh, that's why I liked it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah, there's so much. 
Yeah. I heard something like, yeah, no, that so shit's low. good. No, but the yeah. first time I, I've, I've, yeah, the first time I had coke like at a party was like it, it just happened to be like this really like, like I don't know like suave Colombian guy, and I was like, okay, I trust this guy. I trust, I trust right, him to know his coke. Yeah. These dudes got good, good coke. Yeah. I tried it once, and I was all hammered, and it just made me sober. And yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, it's basically like I'm good with just my Adderall personally because like it, you could basically use coke as like actually a lot of people use coke as like uh, like an idea. Like you you ever see people at like clubs or whatever who are like clearly on coke. And they're just like, I got this great idea for a fucking restaurant, okay? It's just... right. Yeah. Like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, just a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Women shows. <laughs> That's the answer. Yes. Maybe, maybe I might be a cook man because I get crazy ideas at night. <laughs> oh well, that could just be mania. Like I have, I have mania. I have, I have. I'm bipolar, so that shit just happens to me normally. So I'm, I, that's why I don't really. I don't really do coke much anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't smoke weed, nothing else anymore. I drink it. Same. Same. I'm actually cutting back on my drinking, by the way, Jamie. And yes, I will edit out all the irrelevant parts. I was getting worried about you. No. I was beginning to worry about you. Yeah, because I did the thing, and yeah. <clears throat> Let me see. I'm just going to pull up like a quick like guideline so I can... Uh, um, because like I am familiar with the, uh, okay. I, I'm familiar with the Zapatistas through, and I'm mostly gonna let Andres talk, but like I'm familiar with the Zapatistas like through like you know like the the anarchist circles that I've, I've 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 traveled in like since I've like you know been an anarchist I have like you know always thought the Zapatistas were just fucking awesome like I didn't I didn't actually know shit I mean. Outside of, um, well, you know what? I don't know that I need to, like, say, like, all the stuff I thought I knew about the Zapatistas. I think we should just kind of, like, you know, um, to get to, to get to our main subject. Um, some friends of mine that, uh, actually hung out with the Zapatistas. They're activists. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, like, know some people. That's how I found out about it. I didn't know they existed prior to that, you know? Well, I always, like... Yeah, it was always it's always been like amazing that they've to me that like because this happened literally the year I was born that they took a that they that they they had the standoff with the Mexican government and my whole life like they've just kept kicking it you know in in, in East Chiapas and I've always respected that I've always been fascinated with that uh, I think it very well could be a model for other indigenous struggles um, like for example like what i've been thinking well i'll get into the thing about like <clears throat> aboriginal Austra of uh um aboriginal australian land struggles uh later but um okay yeah no but i mean uh andres if you want to start wherever you want with the history of the zapatistas i guess my first question would be like because i i recognize that there was a, a broadly like a conflict that came to fruition but what would you say were some of the like main events that directly contributed to the starting of the movement that made people stand up and be like, okay, enough is enough. Like, our children are starving, you know, like... Well, first to uh, 
Well, the Zapatismo has its origins in the ideas and philosophy of Emiliano Zapata. Yeah. Uh, during the Mexican Revolution, and he was oh, Zapata. Zapata. <laughs> I used to think those were shoes in Spanish class. Yeah. Wait, it is. It is shoes. Zapato. Oh, Zapato. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> I thought this guy was Senor Shoe. Okay, go on. Zapata does smell like a pizza. But yeah, he was indigenous too, and he he, had, he, was, actually, he was a Nahuatl speaker. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of his uh, writings are in are in Nahuatl, and like they, they directly address like um, land issues with like returning it to like the peasant class, which is primarily yeah. indigenous. And um, a lot of like what we have now, they call it like Zapatismo, that uh, started. There were like a lot of guerrilla war in like the 70s, 80s, and then yeah. finally it like really took off in 1994 when uh, like the full scale uprisings took place in like Chiapas and like neighboring areas and just, just spread from there. Yeah. But, uh, and a lot of it's rooted in communist and anarchist thought as well as just as much rooted in uh, indigenous and like uh, African thought as well that uh that that it has its like origins in and that it uh that it like reconnects with and it's pretty interesting i i, I took some notes about it because <laughs> oh that's great I, I, because i, I didn't learn more. <laughs> yeah um yeah what, that's why it drew us that's what because matt asked me what the next subject should be on our podcast you know he was like i said you know, let's talk about the Zapatista movement. I got uh, Andre over here. He seems to be very into that kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, let's bring him on. Well, you're, are you, you know like, I mean? so, are you, I'm, I'm curious. Are you, are you like Mayan or, or, Addicts, um, or some I'm other kind of Mexican? Probably mostly uh, Chichimeca. Okay. Like, but I also have like some Central American, uh, Tribes. I don't know. If, Not I, that I'm that would be a qualifier or anything. I was just curious. I was just curious. Like, obviously, like you know, like pe like people can study this kind of shit. Like, like, uh, um, like David David Graeber's white, but he knows like way more about Madagascar than anybody I know. You know, but like, yeah, no. But I was I was just curious about your about your background. So yeah, um, I'm not like I might have a little bit of mine, but I haven't found any so far. Most of my 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 indigenous roots are like. North, northern Mexico and central Mexico, like, okay. my, like my areas that, that I come from. I have a little bit of North North American native too, but not much. I'm still trying to find out more about it. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, and I think that uh, well, well, I don't want to I don't want to skip ahead of myself to talk about like, um, so ba so basically, like this shit had been like raging on. As a str I mean, I remember watching this one um, documentary that described where where um, uh, one of the Zapatistas described Mexico as essentially a feudal state, like with like and and the way they just he described the um, you know the president and uh, the the commanders was like I was like okay this sounds eerily similar to something that's happening like and has been happening north of the Rio Grande as well. <laughs> Like, is America also, like, a feudalist, like, you know, um, I mean, I, I already know that it's, like, a, you know, it's a capitalist empire, but I mean, like, when, when you actually, uh, 
what, when what the state is enforcing is essentially like you know the subjugation of a people then like yeah that kind of is feudalism right i agree yeah. I, I i get those that, that same vibe from, mm-hmm. and like from studying it and seeing what the things are going on with like a lot of the struggles with uh like indigenous people and uh like a lot of these attacks that are going on with uh destroying sacred places and, mm. And uh, a lot of the historical injustices that you know are, are all of them are ongoing, and yeah, I, de- I definitely get that sense too. I got a question. Do you think the Zapatista movement influenced the camps that are going on right now in our country right now? You know, Turtle Island up up around you know with the Standing Rock and the land three pipeline you know these camps that are coming up right do you think the zapatista movement influenced that i, I think so to some degree i i think so definitely i mean I, I i mean you probably ask a lot of the leaders what they think about zapatismo they'd probably be like that there are comrades there yeah struggling through the same thing and like they're and 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 they're you know they're they've been highly successful and in, in i own. feel like you know yeah, I feel like, you know, these resistant camps, you know, um, happening around, you know, the states, you know, with against these pipelines, the Transbound, Line 3, Dakota Access Pipeline, are highly influenced by the Zapatista movement because, you know, the Zapatista movement brought people together. Yeah. And, they, and you know, the Zapatista, you know, was based around that whole strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a bunch of people together and their minds are in the same place. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they're unstoppable. Well, you know, yeah. And it, it's power. And it wasn't just, I mean, that was the other thing I was uh, uh, going to bring up was that um, it, it, it's amazing, like the outpouring of solidarity, like when um, the paramilitary was going in to fa- face off against the Zapatistas, like how they got solidarity from all around Mexico from indigenous people and 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 oppressed people like all over the country and i and the like that in itself at least from the stories that i've read and 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 studied is that um that that was what played a big part in why that standoff was so short and it didn't become like now obviously there are still um uh the struggles with um the Mexican paramilitary and police state uh, for the Zapatista people, but I mean, for the, for the people of East Chiapas, you know, like, but um, it, uh, I don't I don't know. Like, what would you say? Like, like, do you like that, that kind of solidarity? Do you think that that's like helped keep, um, keep it, keep the project, keep the movement going? Definitely. I think having a, a very unified vision in uh in what uh they were aiming for because a, a lot of these like terms that i've like i've studied they use like a lot of indigenous concepts like uh like il couche al i'm probably butchering this mayan but mm-hmm. know, i'm better with nahuatl yeah but it like it literally is like uh it means the the life that is good for everyone and it's often also translated as autonomy or yeah uh, dignified 
to live a dignified life. Autonomous, yeah, autonomy is is the word that keeps coming up the more that I I, I read about um, oh, yeah, well, and that's and that's a big deal for any kind of like okay, so the Zapatistas. Uh, I believe, for the most part, don't formally uh, identify as anarchists. Is that correct? Like, they don't call themselves anarchists. No, even though they, they, they definitely have those ideas. They like, sort of are, the right? Yeah, you, you see a lot of, like, it's like a, a big mix of of different things. Like, there's a lot of communist influences. There's a lot of yeah. anarchist influences. There's indigenous influences, even, like, some, some African influences. Well, I see and that all as very congruent, right? I think that a lot of those yeah, ideas are very compatible. Yeah, most definitely. I feel and, uh, like it's very the complex. reason why they don't identify as anarchists because they're trying because to build like a state, sort of. They're like, well, we got all we got all these different things mixing in, but that we are our own thing. That's which come which creates the term zapatismo, right? Oh yeah, now, all these different things coming together. It's, it's to definitely its own, own ideology. Yeah, ideology or study or way of thought. I guess you could say, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? Yeah, and it's well. I mean, to me, it's always been like comparable. It's it's been one of those like. Society, it's been one of the societies I like list as an example. Like when people challenge me about, like, oh, like no major anarchist society has like, um, you know, made it that far. And for one thing, the the first point you can make is like, well, we keep being attacked by fascists and imperialists all the time. Uh, so like, but but the other, you know, I I I keep it in mind with examples like, um the recent Rojava project, which has mostly fallen in, in Syria, um, due to a lot of other reasons that we could go into, we could like, we could talk about the history of the YPG and, 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 and the Kurdish, um, you know, resistance. Uh, I love them that... Kurdistan women. <laughs> <laughs> I love them Kurdistan women. They, I, 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 I keep getting older and they stay blowing up Wahhabists. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, like, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, um, but yeah, there's that obviously, and there's there was a revolutionary Catalonia, um, like pre and during World War Two, um, and they didn't they didn't last the same way, even though they, I mean people really tried, but yeah, so like what a do you, lot of revolutions like they lasted like a few months and then they they just get yeah like the Paris or the Paris Commune that's another one that that a lot of anarchists cite. Um, even like the the Spartacus rebellions in, uh, in yeah. Germany and after World War One, like only yeah. got a few months, and then they're just imagine the better wor- imagine the better world that could have happened, you know, like the Nazis never like if, if like if, if the fucking like like I'll be I'll go ahead and be that bitter leftist. I blame liberals for the rise of Nazis because they just kind of let them into the Reichstag, you know. Like yeah. their real enemy was the fucking communists. They they had to get rid of the fucking communists. Oh no! And it's just like, oh, what, do you, what what's happening now? Oh, it's like actual fascism. So yeah, it shows you where like, people really stand. You know? Yeah, I like um, communism because of the community. It's all about community. That's what I like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone benefits together because. 
Look at the society we live in. Not everyone's benefiting. Most people are not. Yeah. No. You know, homeless people, you know, homeless people is still a thing. You know what I mean? That shouldn't be a thing. You know, in a communist world, I believe that, you know, everyone can thrive. Everyone can thrive together. That's the goal, yeah. It's like a village. It's like a village. And, you know, the Zapatista movement is an example of, okay, a village. Everyone works together. And together as a village, we thrive. Yes. Yeah, and they, you know, they, they built their own schools. They have their own, like, healthcare infrastructure. Um, and they even, you know, they do export uh, um, products on the, on the global free market. Uh, like, for example, uh, coffee. I've heard that Zapatista coffee is actually quite good, and I would like to try some one day. Have you tried a Zapatista coffee, Andre? No, unfortunately not. But I've I've had like a lot of like like Guatemala and and uh, yeah, from there, Colombia. <laughs> Do they got Zapatista desserts? For real? I That's mean, a good question. We got that. They have like so a lot of Zapatista. What are, what are some other ways that people can like, um, like internationally support? Um, the Zapatista movement, like other than just like, like okay, so they make coffee. What 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 else do they export? I honestly don't know. I know that the I know a lot of them have like um... corn, corn for one thing, right? I mean, there's corn all over the continent, but like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I wouldn't buy like try to buy heirloom seeds because I'm all because I think a part of the the revolution is is uh getting back to. Can, like directly connecting, growing our own food, the earth, yeah. Especially if these are like really rare, like heirloom seeds that you know that have, uh, they're like native plants that that a lot of people don't grow anymore. Mm-hmm. That uh, that that would that would just thrive and like they a lot of them like they 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 bring they revitalize like the wildlife like uh, and like they're really yeah. good and healthy to eat. Yeah, connecting to those native foodways is, is really is really beneficial. Yeah, I like the whole agricultural society much more than the industrial society. You know what I mean? Because I grew up in the country, but as man, I live in the sticks. Yeah, he does. Yeah, my GPS cuts yeah, out. I, I used to cut out states, when I would really. I would drive up there for band practice. Yeah, and uh, and you know. To me, I, I like the Zapatista, knowing, <laughs> knowing that they grow their own food and all that, you know what I mean? And pretty much, you know, everyone, you know, gets a share of the food, you know, every, they share the food together yeah. and they appreciate everything they have, you know, and they, you know, respect the land as much as they respect each other. I think mm-hmm. that's something, you know, society needs to get back to, you know, because that's missing, you know, very much in our society because we're very much disconnected from the land yeah, oh yeah to to, like store to get our food and just every every like basic yeah density. like having a direct contact having a direct like contact with like um you know where all of this is coming from the thing that's sustaining us i mean like I, we live in like 
especially for me, right? Like both my parents actually did grow up on like farming communities in, in like, um, like my dad used to work on a farm, uh, out in the bush, on the Australian bush. And my mom, uh, you know, had, uh, her, her family actually used to grow a bunch of corn. Um, and as, as well as, um, you know, raise certain other animals at, at, at different points. Um, they didn't really by the time, like I was born, but like, uh, yeah, no, her, she had a small town in Michigan, like just like, uh, half an hour east of the, I mean, west of the Canadian border. And, um, yeah, no, people had much more of a direct, communication with the um the land and it, and, it, and it shouldn't have to be like um i mean i think i think the way that a lot of like um like the western concept of of, of the farm is like it, it is often like aristocratic and like family oriented you know like like i, I noticed that shit when it's like like the, the the creepy farmers only ads have you ever seen those <laughs> where it's just like it's just like yeah we gonna keep it in the family it's like okay dude this is this is weird when you think about the psychology of this but like a communal like and i'm and i say this as like a, like a city boy like they like they got together and then they lived mostly in like college towns and like we, we moved around between like different places yeah different places like uh like for like academic reasons where my dad was working and and where my mom was working in, in veterinary medicine um <clears throat> and uh but i mostly adapted to like suburbia and then which i hate by the way now i hate suburbia so suburbia suburban suburban psychosis is like like every like everybody like feels like they have their own like nation state basically like because they have their property line and in their house they can basically just like believe whatever you want so it's like they'll be super friendly and smiley to your face your neighbors and then you talk to them for like five minutes like oh my god you're an actual complete fucking psychopath <laughs> but like um no i mean i i am kind of more of a city boy and i think that that's okay i think it's okay for like there to be a cosmopolitanness. I think it's okay for people to congregate in cities. I think that that's probably um, helpful. Uh, but we do need mutual aid. We need to care for each other. And like that was one of the things that like always like sticks to me when I watch like you know, kid like young kids like start you know helping on the farm. And like I gotta I gotta elude I gotta sort of like repress that part of my mind that is saying like you know, like, child labor is actually a problem, which, like, it, it is in a capitalist sense, but it, it, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, it, like, the, the idea of, like, growing up and actually having some kind of commune with the land and understanding where your food and, and, and where, where your very breath comes from, where your life comes from, and understanding your part, understanding yourself as a part of the earth, I think, I think that is ultimately very important. So, I mean, like, I'm not you know, I, I, I do like, I, I'm, I'm annoyed by like the sort of bureaucratic, like Stalinism of just like, you will go to camp now and you will work and you will learn and you will, that's how you, that's how you get better as person. But I mean, <clears throat> like the Zapatistas are like, they're all in this together. And that's what I've always loved about them, you know? Yeah, me too. Like, like I love how like united they are and like how, um, how like collectivist they are. I mean, even in this like this one concept I haven't brought up yet is, is like each by tamuk, which is like literally to bring one another to largeness or greatness. 
And like uh, it ties back to the other concept. They say that one they they lead in into each other, and you can't really have one without the other. Yeah. So like um, you're trying to have like a good, dignified, autonomous life for everybody, but you're also yeah. trying to you're trying to uplift everybody, not just just not just yourself. Because like, like capitalism is so individualistic and so like dog eat dog. Yeah. Where like. Like, you can but we'll just focus on the people that are like actually successful and, and we'll just ignore all these these people that are living in homeless camps. Yeah, well, because the, then you feed them the idea. Level. Yeah, then you feed them the idea. It's like, OK, well, one day you could be successful, you know, if you just turn on mm-hmm. your fellow man, if you just treat each other like that's the yeah. weirdest thing about any like. Uh, I, I guess generally the imposition of like uh, um, like like enlightenment Western values is like uh, like you teach kids growing up to like share and respect each other and then they learn like why 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 lie to them like why not like why why like if you're gonna run a society as like dog eat dog uh, then you should just tell kids it's just like well. Billy took your lunchbox because uh, he's bigger and stronger than you, so you don't get it anymore. You don't deserve it. Sorry. Like, if you just did that, then, like, there wouldn't be this disillusion of, like, you grow up with a dream, you know, and then it's <laughs> it's just fucking, like, absolute chaos. When, when, yeah. yeah. The, American, the American dream is capitalizing on opportunity and not caring about the people below you. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's talk. Yeah, like, everyone else is below you. Yeah. And, you know, it creates the illusion that, okay, America is this beautiful place where everybody succeeds and thrives. When in reality, Everybody not, can. You know I mean? And if you can't, then you're a failure. And that's your fault. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's the idea, yeah. It's yeah. just like, well, you're just bad at the game that we're making you play to live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you know, to me, um, I feel that, you know, a society where everyone rises together, you know, like plants, like, yeah. like you know, like coal I do like rising out of the ground. It's a yeah. nice society compared to this society where only this person gets this. <laughs> Oh, these people, they don't get nothing. They don't get or rather, nothing. they get to decide the distribution, too, under capitalism. The people who actually, yeah. like, quote-unquote, succeed uh, by exploiting others. Well, yeah, I well, mean... Well, you know, the, the whole, you know, the whole way to thrive in a capitalist society is to be this manipulative... Yeah, no, it literally incentivizes you to be a dick. Sly, yes, sly, deceitful, asshole character... That doesn't care about the environment. No, that's secondary. No, you have to you have to maximize profit yeah, first. The yeah, the environment needs to be your first. Your first. It should be because uh, we all have to live here. You know, like I know it's a pretentious hippie thing to say, but like, have you seen that meme where it's like, you know, after we've drained all the non-renewable resources, we'll realize that we can't eat money. You know, it's like, well, that's true. You know. Like, I know it's something that, like, everyone's most annoying aunt posts, but it's also true, <laughs> you know? It's true. Like, yeah, you, you see it, like, verbatim, like, uh, ad nauseum, but it, it, it doesn't mean it's not true. It's and, very uh, true. Especially with how things are going. 
I think people are just and, so far gone, you know, like people like you grow up and you, you grow submissive. Basically, you have to accept a form of uh, of uh, slavery or it's a form of like, you know, like the status, like you realize you alone can't change much. And so you start to give up on shit. But that's just how the ideology of like liberalism wants you to think is because yeah, you alone can't change stuff. But, you know, like, I mean, a lot of people like me have to take, like, a bunch of psychedelics to fit, to, to, to fully grasp it. It's just like, no, we can all change this. We could all just fucking stop the death rape machine. Like, a lot of them, they, they do mushroom ceremonies, like the, the Masawa in Mexico. Yeah, I fuck like, with like, that. Yeah, never... I, I consider that and like peyote, you know. Yeah, I, I actually haven't done peyote yet. That's that would be a new one for me. I've done mushrooms. Yeah, I've done mushrooms and acid and a few others, yeah, but I haven't done um, uh, peyote or man, uh, ayahuasca. Offered me to do my, I, my man offered me to do mushrooms with him at the last Econos show. Remember? Oh yeah, we were gonna, yeah we were gonna do yeah we were gonna do shrooms at the show. It was gonna be fun. <laughs> I did it like traditionally once, like the first time, like it was just in chocolate and I was just all giggly and and everything. The the second time when I I did it like like a whole ceremony, I I I took like a whole eighth of mushrooms. Oh yeah. Like I, I saw some 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 trippy ass shit. Yeah, that's what I took last last time. I took mushrooms. I went out into the I went out into the woods in the middle of the night and I was like, that's so cool. The trees have eyes now. <laughs> They're watching us. <laughs> And they're sick of our shit. <laughs> They've had enough. <laughs> they have had enough. <laughs> I see my favorite, my favorite Matt mushroom story is the one where the, where the dwarves would let let Matt have his laptop. No, they were they trolls. They weren't them. dwarves. They were trolls. They're trolls. Yeah. <laughs> unless I say, unless I properly sang the Death Grip song that was playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm glad you go paranoid just smash all your stuff the cia's in like, oh yeah now i'm super like i mean the the way my technology responds to me and interfaces with me like it it really get like i feel like i'm constantly just in in a trip like i feel like the trip never ends after a certain point like i mean you know you're not actually having the same like hallucinations and everything yeah but like once you're in that mindset, you're like because it unlocks a pattern processing part of your brain. Which, to be fair, like you shouldn't always go with that because like yes, yeah, it's been no. a survival. It's been a survival mechanism, but also you need like someone or yourself to like rationally sit you down and be like, no, a lot of this could all just be coincidence. It really could, you know. Like you do that's that's what you gotta keep reminding yourself when you're when you're when you're tripping. But no, back to the Zapatistas. I feel like we we strayed quite quite yeah, a bit far from end. that. I'm sorry. Uh, how badass was uh, Commandante Marcos? Because he seemed just awesome. Like, oh yeah, he was, he was the fucking best. <laughs> uh, do you have anything specific you want to say about him? Yeah, or? He's awesome. I, I definitely like I. I'm a, I'm a fan of, of everything he's done. And like, I don't know everything about him, unfortunately. Like, well, yeah, because he I, deliberately, like, vanished, you know? Yeah, just, like, I wish I could do that. <laughs> One day I want to, like, 
Okay. This is the most egotistical bullshit, but, like, my ideal death is, like, political assassination, which is, like, by which I mean, like, the powers that be are just, like, okay, this guy's a problem. We gotta take him out. Like, that... We got yeah. <laughs> and I know that's the most egotistical, like, stupid, like, like savior complex bullshit, but it's also just, like, you know, in the back of my head, I'm just, like, that would be cool if I mattered enough, right? Like, that would be cool. Yeah, that's what my teacher said in, in high school. He was just, like, you know, if I'm assassinated, you know, only important people get assassinated. That's, yeah, that's literally what the world, the word means. Yeah, is you get, is yeah, assassinate. Like, you can't, like, assassinate yourself. Like, I'm going to let people know, I'm going to, nobody's going to know that I died until, like, a year later. They're just be like, oh, yeah, he died. Uh, yeah. He's celebrating me yearly after I'm baby. Well, if you want to do like, uh, if you want to do, if you want to do, um, like, uh, fucking, because I understand religion through like semiotics and I understand it as, as metaphor largely and by religion, I mean like, like spirituality in general. Like if you want to get reincarnated, just like tell all of your loved ones, like make sure that like, okay, when I die, whoever has the first baby after that. Uh, either name them after me or just tell them they were me in a past life. And then that's how you do it. And then you're reincarnated. Boom. But to me, I know, like, for me, I, I know one thing I really want. I don't want a grave. I just want a painting of me done. I would do a painting of you. I mean, I hope I hope yeah, you I don't die, do but, pain, like, I yeah. I want to do a painting, a painting of me. You know, but me, me and Andre were actually talking about bringing the Red Wolf Society to life. Right? Yeah. And uh, and you know, I'm saying you know, have the have I want to have a picture of me with the red wolf, uh -huh. walking beside it, or like surrounded by with the paint Like I want that painting. That would be like, cool. You made me turn me into a tree, but I want that painting. I like that to be on a mirror or somewhere, or just on a piece of wood, and uh, and I want that to be like my memorial. And then yeah. on the side, it shows all this stuff that I did, you know what I mean? From making music to being involved in indigenous resistance, you know? And then family and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean... I love paintings like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I th and I think, like, um, I don't know, you start to realize, like, certain... Pit, like, I... Um, like I'm a ranger, right? And I'm a ginger. And I was like watching like this this thing on, on on the BBC about like the the gradual extinction of the red squirrel, and then also I was thinking about like the gradual extinction of the red wolves. And I was watching it with my mom, and I just got, I just randomly said it's just like I see no parallels whatsoever to anything that's happening in human life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, like the red wolf, you know. It's like indigenous people, you know, like. No, you know, I respect. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, I respect that too. Yeah. You know, women are disappearing. You know, wolf packs. We think like a family. We're a family. But one of oh. us is missing. You know, I mean, we grow concerned, right, Andre? Almost <laughs> definitely. Yeah, because yeah, we were worried about you last night. Oh. Uh -oh. Yeah, I was just like, is it doing okay? <laughs> I, I, I am okay now. I was dealing with some, I was dealing with some personal shit, but, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, like, I decided after I, like, 
like I can talk about this. I can be open about it. I I smashed a glass on my temple uh, like a, a month or so ago, you know. So everybody was thinking just like Matt seems to be doing a lot better now. Let's check in on him. Oh, he just did crystal knock to his own brain. Wow, cool. <laughs> so he's still fucking psychotic. Um, but like, it, you know, it made me think. Actually, you know what? I'll go ahead and tell this because it's actually kind of a funny dream, right? So the night after it happened. And I did end up living. I very much felt like I was going to die, like bleeding out everywhere. But like, I, I the nurse, nurses patched me up, and I was like, you know, I was just trying to like listen to music to distract myself. And like, one of the nurses is just like, like I'm, I'm playing like, uh, I'm playing against me, and like, she's like, oh, tell us how you really feel. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch! I'm bleeding out. I want to listen to Laura. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. So like, no. But that night, I had a dream, right? I had a dream. Yeah, I had, I had a fucking um. Like I, I kept reimag, I kept feeling the impact on my skull again and again. You know, it got heavier and heavier. It started to feel like a bowling ball just smashing right through my skull. You know, and uh, eventually, I started to hear the noise associated with it getting louder and louder. And I realized it was the sound of a shotgun. And then finally, it just hit me so hard and so loud that I, like, blacked out in the dream, right? And later on in the dream, I come to, and I'm in a room with just one other person, and it's Joe Biden. And he's laughing at me. And he says, it's just like, yeah, no, I tried that too. (laughs) You would too, right, if you were this guy. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you're a oh, piece you know, of shit, Joe. Dude, yeah. One dude, your death experience where like he, he saw uh, fucking Richard Nixon. Oh, God, I hope that wasn't Nixon. Uh, that said, <laughs> I'm on the autism spectrum and like Nixon probably was like our, our, our main like our autistic president. You know what his favorite snack was? Was cottage cheese and ketchup. Like that's some wow. autistic shit if I've ever heard it. <laughs> <laughs> My sister would eat ketchup when she was a little kid. Just well, ketchup is good. Yeah. Ketchup. I love ketchup. No, nothing it's wrong with ketchup. Just cottage cheese and ketchup alone, like together, yeah, is just like. Together, oh. This is weird. They don't. That I'm not gonna fuck with that. That's weird. Ah. Yeah. Well, man. The reason why I'm gonna tell you why it's so long to do this podcast episode. I was going through some personal shit as well, and Andre knows what I went through. <laughs> yeah, Andre knows about it. Yeah, I told Andre about it. Yeah. yeah, I had a bad weekend. I feel you. I'm sorry. And, um, but anywho, let's go back to Zapatista. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Session. All right, so I got to I, here, Here's you a pretty broad question. What do you think uh, are some of the main issues facing um the zapatistas today like now that the Me- like i know that the mexican uh paramilitary and uh federales and shit like they still like go in there sometimes but like what do they do and like how serious a threat are is being imposed upon them by the colonial state well i would think that there there a lot of times they they are like uh like at risk of them coming in and like imposing their their rule on them mm-hmm. but uh i don't know it, it would be well they'll never completely like, like overturn like the 
the peace accords, right? Like you don't think they would do like they're not in a state where they would do that, would they? I don't think they would, especially with like uh, like the pressure they face from uh, from from outside sources, like like outside yeah, of like so many people have international solidarity with the Zapatistas. Uh, who's okay? Amlo is still president of Mexico. Am I wrong? Um, I, I believe he is, uh, and he like seems to be like more pro indigenous than the, the last yeah. president they had. Yeah, like, I mean, definitely. Stuff, yeah, just like that. Eh. No, he seemed like a cool guy because he reminded me of like a Mexican Bernie Sanders or something. Like I, <laughs> I mostly liked. Um, his platform and i saw the swearing in ceremony and i was like that's so badass they just take like a like they have what like a snake rod or something like that he like he holds like a scepter i was like that's really awesome i mean i know that the mexican state is is a narco-terrorist like colonial state and like fuck it but like the aesthetic of it is like that's kind of cool i'm not gonna lie that's kind of cool but um (laughs) No, but uh, I have heard, yeah, I've heard mixed things uh, about um, Amla's um, uh, policies towards um, indigenous people. But you're saying, for yeah, the most part, it is at least an improvement from the previous administration. Yeah, in 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 a, in, in a lot of ways, but in a, it seems like like he hasn't made significant uh, moves against the, the Zapatistas, has he? No, not that I know of. And, uh, but the, there is like a lot going on in northern Mexico with like the the, the Aki struggle. There's a lot of activists that have been getting murdered and going missing. Yeah, that are they're fighting for like the like the rivers not to get polluted because they're building a pipeline through it. Yeah, of course. It sounds a lot like um, stuff that's been happening, you know, at Standing Rock and oh yeah, the dabble thing, yeah. You know, yeah, it's the same kind of deal. You know what I mean? And they have um, I forget what the the, what what is that like the the North is it the yeah it's NAFTA right yeah NAFTA like where yeah. the leaders meet up and like yeah no I mean that NAFTA is a horrible organization that yeah. uh continues to um advocate for just like the raping of the land and like completely. Um, turning it over for profit and destroying communities and, and sacred sites and it's it's horrible so yeah the, the dapple thing uh it's, it's what trudeau did like all through like the Cree nations it's um it's yeah it's probably just contiguous with that because like our you know the, these states function for um profit and growth for for their sake alone and then uh yeah you end up with um <clears throat> You just end up, yeah. It's 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 destroy. It's it's ruining the fucking environment. Obviously, it's it's ruining people's lives. It's ruining communities. And um, yeah. No, sorry. Is there any more you wanted to add on that, Andre? I didn't mean to like cut you off, jump off too much. Oh no, that's okay. Um, but yeah, it kind of reminds me of something like I talked about with my late grandpa. We were we were talking about what's going on with the border with like a lot of the sacred sites of the of the autumn and kumaye getting like desecrated mm-hmm. we were just like saying that like 
like you like destroy like all these places and like all like these like sources of like water and the, like sacredness yeah to like to the community like oh everyone's gonna get sick all around it because you know it's all connected mm-hmm. I, I i think i reminds me of kind of like that uh that chief see all quote, quote like yeah. uh, i think they call them chief seattle where like like yeah you do to the, yeah. to the web like affects the rest of the web because it's all you know we're all connected yeah no and that's the kind of thing that like that i I think that's the kind of future we should be building like it 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 is like um rhizomatic it is like a web you know the the connections that we that that uh you know we have to each other and um like in that vein i i I want i want to ask like do you think that well actually not just do you think like have there been significant uh movements to uh copy or go off of the zapatista movement with indigenous groups in northern mexico not as much it's mainly like a lot of the communities are divided because some are like pro-capitalist pro pretty much selling everyone out just for temporary gain and you have people that are like like no you're not gonna loot our rivers and destroy like our ties to the to the land and and you know enough's enough you've, they've already they're they already tried to exterminate the Yome people for uh, for silver when they they discovered it in the, in the 1700s that's well a big reason why like Procurio Diaz started waging war on the Bidakis he was you know, he had a plan to like cleanse yeah. the aura of, of indigenous people and it feels like they're pretty much trying to do that again today. Like, yeah, I mean that's well that that's the cycle of history. That's historical materialism down to a science. Really, is that um, it's it's the same it's the same story over and over again, and it it it's fucking frustrating. But like, um, I I do think there was probably a unique moment in the '90s, like as the um, anti globalization movement was on the rise you know like up into up into like 2000 you know like there were huge protests like across north america and um i think that the kind of solidarity shown to the zapatista movement like would you say that has waned would you say that it would be harder for something like that to happen like even if we have like international solidarity i think now some of the conditions and like how we're able to get news around faster than ever yeah i think that that's a, that's definitely a plus towards having more of like a separatista like movement and using that as a model to like spread uh resistance against capitalism and colonialism and extractive colonialism yeah i i i, I think that the conditions are better now than than they were like the communications yeah the communication and that's what i always uh, like try to go back to but a lot of people a lot of uh people on the left uh and including anarchists have kind of um have kind of given up on this notion of digital anarchy because they've also noticed it being a force for um you know reactionary propaganda as well just like atomize as well as just atomizing people 
you know like it you like i still love the mr robot fantasy i still love the idea that like you know the the the, the deep web the the underground like like instead of being like just a just a, a a reclusive spot for like humanity's worst impulses like it could be people who have been dejected from society organizing with each other but it's harder and harder to do that um you know with with, with impending like uh threats to our right to privacy and to, i mean to be fair and i don't i i never like to blame the consumers of a consumer economy because like that's just the world we live in but like the Zuckerberg and, 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 and Jack got us all to fucking like put our shit out there anyway, you know, like we willingly kind of uh, put, put, put targets on our heads. And uh, so, I mean, if we can, as long as there's a clandestine network that, that can be used to communicate and, and organize, then uh, I do still, I really want to believe that that's possible. You know, I really want to believe that communicative capital can be used for more than just, um, uh, than, 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 than just oppression and, um, you know, but I mean, I, you know, you look at what, what was happening to Assange, for example, I mean, he's getting, um, the, like Britain agreed with, uh, the, the American courts on extraditing him. He's, he's still in a massacre, but he's probably going to kill himself. Um, I would honestly, to be fair. Assange is kind of the first Australian matter, if you think about it. No, but, like, I actually, um, I don't know. I, I have hope, um, and actually to get, like, while we're on Australia, I, like, one of the things that I, um, you know, was talking about recently, uh, because, like, Australia is in the, the, the unique situation of having, like, not really, I mean, they went, they went through the pandemic, but it did, they, like, they lash some their their existing racist border policies, uh, and 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 refugee policies and and immigration policies, uh, somehow accidentally got them to like somehow it worked like they because they wouldn't let anybody into the country. It's like well, I guess that's technically safer, so we can just pretend that germ theory was guiding it rather than the the you know, um, de facto what Australia policy, um, but uh. No, I, I wrote something down the other day. I was, um, I was thinking like, um, like what, what, what is the actual like face of, um, uh, of, of, of neocolonialism right now? And, uh, like, here's what, here's, here's, okay, here's what I say, right? The Australian government owes immediate rep uh, reparations. Yeah, and yes, I have written this down, okay? The Australian government owes immediate reparations to the rightful owners of the land it has pillaged and raped in direct proportion to the, prof to the profit it's made on the global free fucking market. Secondly, every Aboriginal tribal council should be given its own internationally recognized independent territory, and the oldest continually existing cultures on the earth will be granted the self-determination to decide their own refugee policy in response to the impending and exponentially growing uh, global climate refugee crisis. Because again, Australia, it's, it's so far west it's east, and they think that, like, you know... They, 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 the, the people get super reactionary because, like, you know, it's this wealthy white nation state that's profited off of, like, the mining and, 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 and raping of, like, some of the last, like, arable land in the world and some of the last, you know, some of the most, like, uh, I mean, it, it, it was weird, like, like, last time I was living there, you know, it was like, 
oh, it's the it's the least densely populated country in the world. What are they worried about? Immigration? Okay, yeah. It's like, and you dig a little deeper. It's like, no, it's it's a racist fucking colonial state that viewed um, the uh, original inhabitants of the land as uh, fauna, as as animals, until as recently as like the sixties or seventies. So it's yeah. like, I mean. Do you think there's potential there that the Zapatista like movement could happen, or do you think that uh, you know, like Australia and largely the Five Eyes would be like so resistant to something like that happening that it's it, I like I don't want to say it's not a worthwhile goal. Like I like to I like to dream, you know. I like to see see a future forward for you know the anti colonial movements. Um, I don't know. What do you what, what, what do you think? Like, do you think that that like zapatista like still could be a model for other um for, for modern uh anti-colonial struggle i think definitely in australia and like from like reservations and other places like i, I think like those are like a lot of the places that, that could be like a hotbed for things like that and you no know, because it's, it's not gonna happen as much in the cities unless Except with like oh no, not in the cities, like but yeah. <clears throat> but if, but if we had solidarity from the city, like that's why I do think there is an advantage to cosmopolitanism, because yeah. I mean, I like my heart almost like like I almost cried out of joy learning just how many cities uh, across North America were turning away um, uh, Israeli boats at at, at port. You know, like after, like while while they were committing the horrendous war crimes that they still have yet to answer for on the international stage. I mean, it, like, you know, people talk in cities. You know, people like, yeah, like the, people will resist something that they know is a, is a is a violent injustice against people. Like all the statues coming yeah. down, like the statues the should come down. Indigenous people day. Yeah, what I don't get is why Churchill is still like a step like I don't understand Australians who like still like Churchill because it's like we have a whole day commemorating that one time he fucked us in Gallipoli like <laughs> how do you still think that motherfucker is like uh, was was a good friend pr- yeah he's responsible for you know the Bengal genocide basically it's it's like yeah, the, the, what what we comm- what we choose to commemorate as a society, um, that's uh, like in any society. I mean, that says what we're basing our you know the the, the our, our founding ideology on. Like when we choose to tell like American history from the perspective of, say, like the Pilgrims, it's like no Puritanism was not something that spread through the entirety of the Americas, no. Like, there were plenty of different settlements. Um, you know, many of it is similar to the settlement of, of Australia. It was the, they, the Britain just, like, decided to throw uh, their, their least favored um, subjects onto, on, onto boats, people who were too poor, people who were, like, you know, insane, people who were, like, convicts. And just threw them on there and then just, like, sent them there to just fucking, you know, deal with it. Like, and, and that's, that's, that's where the gross, like, um, interface starts to happen. Is because, like, it could just be human beings interacting with each other. But instead, there is an imposed hierarchy 
by the principles of like you know ownership of the land and property and you know su like subjugation to the crown you know and, and that that form that still forms the root of like like why should we have a columbus day you know that's the, like he for one thing had very little to do with um with, with with the history of the united states specifically he was mostly in the caribbean and and yeah, you never you said never set foot on the, exactly. Like, and like, why are you celebrating him? He wrote in his letters, like, it's like, look, we found a bunch of new people to enslave. Like, he literally said that shit, you know, like, how is he a hero? Supposedly, there it was well, to like make Italian Americans feel more included, holiday. but like, it was fuck. It's our going, yeah. I said the reason they made Columbus Day a holiday. Was because it was to make the Italians feel better. That's what I heard. Yeah, they, want, yeah. they wanted a national hero, so they they. Because you don't want to, you don't want us to. Maniacs in history. You got a nice, you got a nice government. You don't, you, you'd be ashamed if something would have happened to it. No. <laughs> yeah, so that's how that, that's how that happened. But you, you know, didn't even get that land from Italy. He stole it for Spain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, like, he wasn't even like he didn't win. Uh, he he didn't win the new world for 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 Italy. That wasn't even a concept. Like unified Italy was not a thing yet. Um, so yeah, no, he did it for the Spanish crown. And then he wrote back to the Spanish crown. He's just like, yeah, I found a bunch of people to subjugate and enslave. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you know, the America and generally any country ruled by colonial invaders. You know what I mean? They put the the terrorists, the tyrants, on statues and worship them like gods. Well, that keeps continues to justify the the neocolonial state. Then, yeah. Because, like in North Carolina, you know, what I mean, if you go to Lewisburg, there's colonial statues still around. Yeah. I mean, Confederate, Confederate. There's still statues. Confederate statues. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, they're still around. Like, there's one on, camp, on the old college I used to go to. There's a Confederate statue. Mm -hmm. And you know the school, you know what I mean, has black, black, white, Mexican kids going there. Yeah, and then eventually and, uh, they forget. Yeah, now some of them, statue. some of the ones in Raleigh were torn down, but uh, there's still there's still some out there. Um, yeah, and even some in Arizona, where I'm at, like they're yeah, no, yeah, because Arizona, or at least part of Arizona, used to be in uh, a Confederate territory. Yeah, there was like one battle here. They were just shooting at each other. Grand Canyon, nobody died. Well, when I picture Arizona and like the Confederacy, I always think of like um, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because that mostly happened in, in in Confederate Arizona. And it was just like, okay, that's pretty. There, there's some pretty badass history. To I didn't that. think the Confederate Army made it as far as Arizona. Yeah, oh they, yeah, no, they, they already claimed. Yeah, no. Well, because again, yeah, like they, the they, the Missouri they, Compromise they, line. The native people too, like that's like, fights with them. Yeah. And then, uh, after the war, the lot of those former Union generals, they're already like war hearted and stuff, and like then uh, they're they're uh, yeah. That's why I think people like, don't realize it's hard for like, you know, as as evil as the Confederacy was, uh, it, it like it's hard for a lot of indigenous people I know to like pretend they can just pick a side in that war because a lot of the main Union generals would go on to just like, you know slaughter and manifest destiny like all the way to the west coast you know like it, it, it's like no nobody was really nice to it did, like 
if anything, yeah, it, like I, you could say that the Confederacy was technically nice to the ruling class of indigenous people, like the people in Arizona who owned slaves, you know, like the Cherokee in Arizona who like had plantations, right? But like, yeah, I mean, not Arizona. Like, sorry, I said Arizona. I meant Oklahoma. I meant Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like it's like yeah, no, don't ask people like pick a set like. It, I, it's like no, I hate both of them. <laughs> yeah, you should you yeah. should hate both of them, and, and but you should also like recognize like the revolutionary potential of the Civil War. The the greatest tragedy is mm-hmm. how it was squandered because like the liberation of um, you know of sl- like if if if. if uh, like, if self-determination, to bring it back to the Zapatista thing, if that were actually an option for uh, enslaved people, if, that, if, if, if they could actually, you know, and to a certain extent, like, you had, like, radical Republicans, you had, like, um, <clears throat> you know, you did have, like, black leaders in, in a certain capacity, mm-hmm. but did they get to ultimately decide what happened? I mean... Reconstruction was botched because you had jackasses like Andrew Johnson, um, who I mean I don't need to, I don't need to go too much into the Civil War here, but like uh, yeah I know what you mean uh, I'm uh, yeah I'm yeah I, like Andre Andre was I think he's currently right now I think he might be our number one fan <laughs> that could be true yeah be like yeah like oh that's not part that's the way for me. To, to have to have them a lot of those places like there's a lot of sacred places in the... I'm sorry I think I interrupted you yeah I just no you're good yeah I'm saying I just don't I just don't uh, like the idea like because to me I feel like that's why the Zapatista movement rose because they were tired of that shit I'll constantly being threatened you know, and uh, all the time about these corporations and stuff like that just come over here and take over the land and kill off people, you know what I mean? That's why, like, I really love the Zapatista movement. Yeah, even now, we're just like, hell no. Yeah, man, I love it, man, too. Like, uh, even now, like, they have, like, that Mayan train that's going through people's villages and that's going to destroy, like, sites and stuff like that, uh, too, just because they, they want more tourism. But, but but screw, like, everybody else. They just want money. Yeah. And yeah, and it's like, I just hate oh. that, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe some pl- some places maybe you're not supposed to know about. You know? Well, I don't know. Like, I'd rather I mean, deal with it. I'd rather, I'd well, rather there are, like, uncontacted tribes, guy. for example, in, in, in the Amazon. Uh, and, and, and they shouldn't be fucked with, you know? Like, just, yeah, no. that's a basic... They, they know about us. They don't want anything to do with us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what I mean? And to me, I feel like you need, you know, train, my, these the trains, the, you know, whole, uh, thir- thir- the whole uh, virus that is capitalism and progress, you know what I mean? It continues to rape the land of life, you know what I mean? It's just. You want to know some good karma, though, bro? You want to know some good karma? You want to know some good karma? Bolsonaro is Boy. currently in a hospital hiccuping shit into his own fucking uh, mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna <laughs> default. He's not gonna fucking like, he, 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 like that. Is, if that's your strong leader, you know, like. Can we, can we have an episode if he dies to like to just celebrate? <laughs> I think no. I think we just did it. We just uh, yeah. I mean, people have already talked about this. Um, you know. Uh, the right wing is is still like just like oh pr- pr- prayers for Bolsonaro, but to me that's just that's just karma. That's just really funny. You were a fascist dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Nervosa uh, spoke out against Bolsonaro, mm-hmm. and they said Bolsonaro was no worse than Trump. Uh, wait, no worse? I would say Bolsonaro is arguably no, worse. No. Yeah, he. No, 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 Bolsonaro. They said Bolsonaro and Trump. People are very much the same. Uh, really that's, a, that's a common. Co- yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, like something like that. Fernando said, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and it surprised me, and uh, you know, because I wasn't expecting her them to ever speak out against Boston. I just expected them to just be like, let the music talk. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I mean, like, I would. I would be. I would be surprised if Nervosa hadn't said a lot of shit about Bolsonaro. And uh, yeah, but um, like that's what happened with that, and uh, uh and um, Boss Naro, like, remember we talked about having a pasta, uh, a spaghetti sauce. Oh yeah, because it's blood. his name sounds like a spaghetti sauce, Bolsonaro's <laughs> blood. This <laughs> the pasta sauce. <laughs> Had his face on it with X's with his eyes cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, like yeah, very classic, like metal video. shit. Yeah. I'm with you. I can fuck with that. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what we. I forgot. We should. We forgot to do that when we had the cognos going. What's we forgot up? to make a sign. We forgot to make our uh, our Amazon rainforest solidarity signs. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah, because um, remember we talked about doing an Amazon rainforest. Yeah, we were gonna do, we were gonna do something yeah. like that. It's it's okay. We've, it's, it's, we yeah, we, we could say solidarity with the Amazon. <laughs> I know that doesn't do anything. No, but if there are any like, um, I'm gonna look. I'll I'll look into it if there are any like actual like um, like good like reputable um, charities to donate to to like you know, help keep not, not just the rainforest intact, but the, um, the uncontacted tribes from, uh, you know, the, the, the juggernaut of capital, like just bulldozing in and, um, you know, destroying. I mean, it's like cutting off, uh... it's like cutting off the lungs of the world. I mean, think about how much carbon dioxide is like, um, like think, like think about how much of the world's, um, like, trees and forest area exist in the amazon i mean like it's 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 a tremendous like it's a tremendously important part of the ecosystem and yet you know the meat industry and um the militarist government of brazil like we're just like it, 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 it's really scary to see people like that in power. People who will just like openly say is just like, yeah, we're probably going to have to kill like a few thousand people to get this country in shape. Like just openly saying that. Yeah. You know, I found myself <laughs> wondering what do they be thinking? Oh, it's a death drive. Fascism is a total death drive. It, it is, it is, uh, 
it, it is the like, reactionary like, like, like what are they no go on like what are they on like is this like <laughs> they is fascism just like a the drug problem is they're not on anything the problem is they should be they should all be taking like ayahuasca or something they should all be regularly having like dmt dripped into their veins or whatever like they they, they, they that's the problem is that they're not like you know they're, they're they're not conceiving of the world as one they're conceiving uh of the world as like uh, a thing to be conquered a thing to be ordered a thing to be like hierarchically categorized and a thing to be exploited too ultimately like it, it it's 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 supremacy it's the it's a belief in supremacy and um yeah it, i know uh book i got over here you know you know, I'm, you know i was telling you about god is red yeah god is red book i got mm-hmm. find the way right here yeah that's huh? yeah, a good book yeah they were talking they were saying you know that you know i feel that you know christians you know but I mean, think the world is already doing i feel like maybe you know with them, that whole world idea that oh yeah the world is doomed so I'm like well we might as well well take Christians this much just keep picking a new date for that I mean Christianity is like silly Christianity is like I realistically the way I look Listen, at it is, I feel like fascism yeah fascists are influenced fascists by do like oh well That's yeah no the bitch from uh, okay. Bolivia you know who like um de- like dethroned a democratically elected uh, leader and immediately like stated Bolivia as a Christian state immediately started sending like paramilitary like death squads into um you know the indigenous highlands um yeah no I mean like yeah Christianity has had uh, a, a long uh, history of roots in uh fascism it's it's uh you know Bolsonaro is very Catholic um uh, Even Hitler got like a lot of his symbols from like Lutheran. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He did. Now, Nazism is interesting because they also kind of like tried to like appeal to the quote unquote Aryan people through like the uh, like paganism and and their roots. Yeah, and, and like that. Yeah, Hitler got all into occultism. Yeah. And, like, so so they so they were kind of weird, but yeah, no, Christianity remained like the dominant ideology of. Um, of the Nazis, definitely of um, you know the Italian fascist under uh, under under Mussolini. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it, it's like you're not gonna get me to say anything positive about organized religion here. Like I just, I really can't. Yeah, you know? no, me me, me, I'm going to I'm going to temple on Rosh Hashanah just so that I could say that I did it and that people will stop complaining. <laughs> like I really I, yeah. say, I just feel like sometimes some of the roots of fascism comes from Christianity. It does. Well, I mean, Abrahamic religion is like built into our culture. That's why if you dissect, yeah. if you if you dissect, if you, nah, not dissect, dissect any story, you know, it it comes back to this like question of martyrdom you know it always and it's it, it's a very it becomes a very individualistic way to frame um community basically um and that kind of stra- and, and i and i say this even as an anarchist who like strongly believes in the propaganda of the deed like i think it's you know things like uh, what Willem von sprecken did in 
Washington and attempt to liberate an ice camp. Like I think that, I think that's important that people. I'm not. I'm not advocating people like you know sacrifice their lives. Like I do think that ultimately, that is that that becomes a death drive. Um, and yet, you know, I'm also the guy who did. Like I just said, like earlier, uh, you know, my ideal death is political assassination. Like. It's it's because we do want to have meaning. We do want to we do we do want to quest for meaning. I mean, I still like Sterner, you know. As uh, I don't consider myself an egoist, but like I, I I believe in like universal egoism, you know. I believe I believe in, in, in his concept of a union of ego egoists, like because that is a part of you. That's something that I think we all deserve to um to cater to at least to some extent in our lives. As far, in in so far as it doesn't hurt anybody else, right? Yeah, uh, kind of yeah. what you're saying was kind of made me think of this book, uh, by Huey P. Religion. Newton. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have not read that one, but yes, I love, I love Newton. I highly recommend it because, like, he talks about like wanting to like have a meaningful death and like, yeah, like, like he talks about a lot of like the the people that died fighting for the Black Panther Party. Like they died like a revolutionary mm -hmm. death. They died fighting for the people, and he's really yeah. realistic about. Yeah, he said no. That was one of his my favorite quotes of his. Is 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 I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of a death without meaning. And um, and then uh, he also said like uh, oh he said it makes you think about Tecumseh. Yeah, Tecumseh was kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, because he died. He died at war. He died. Mm -hmm. He died in line of duty. But again, we cannot like that's that's another thing is like that goes into. And I hate to be I, I hate I hate to come in with 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 my with my soy bullshit, but like uh, you know toxic masculinity and the worship of war, and like look, it's it's important to admire what people fought for, but also to remember that love dies when we choose to fight for it. Like in a way, you know, like I know we I know I can't ultimately like make the fascist step down i know that no song has ever come out where it's just like you know the, even the like lay down your goddamn arms like it's like no people are gonna keep killing each other and we just kind of need a culture that is less um war, war makes money whether the war is over resources <clears throat> or retaliation you know war makes money yeah and it's an industry that's got to shut down we got to keep remembering it even though like people like it's cringy at this point it's like it's so oversaid like every hippie has like continued to say it's just like you know stop war like i even still see like graffiti on stop signs that just somebody wrote war at the bottom it's like great that'll totally do something you know but like it i mean it's an important part like that's the goal isn't it right of any uh utopianist or any activist really is like we don't want to be fighting each other we want to have a common humankind and fight our enemies which you know are largely caused by um our own problems like climate change like if you like the like there's a tendency in psychology to to focus between on on like us versus them right and if we could just turn them into you know catastrophic climate change and like us into all of us as humanity like then you know, we could have something that, that transcends the goals of the temp, the ten, the temporal goals of, of profit and growth and, um, you know, egotism, but, and, and greed, like it's, it's just, you know, fucking impossible, but like, well, that's what we're like trying to do. War, 
Exactly. Well, no, you're fighting. That's the thing. That's the important anarchist acknowledgement is that the the existent the status quo is structurally violent against us already. It is already actively hurting people. It is not. It is not a state of peace that we are disrupting by resistance. It is something that people have every right and every um, you know, it it it, it, it is it's something to defend against. It's it's something worth um worth fighting against but because we want the yeah, end state of peace and, you, you know, know to me to me like you know <clears throat> that's like to me like when people say oh i'm fighting to serve my country and stuff like that, yeah, all that bullshit. do they really know what they're fighting for because the government doesn't re- frames the you know enemies on the other end as they're yeah. being terrorists in reality. They're fighting well, they because they to. want us to take their resources. Yep. You know? Yeah, pretty so much. That's why I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and tell my. I'm, I, I am gonna do this in my in, in my stand up. But uh, the last chopper out of Afghanistan is just gonna be like the sar- sergeant's talking to the guys. He's like, he's just like, remember what we fought for, boys. All right, now who wants to help me tie off? <laughs> Because it's the you know it's the heroin trafficking capital of the world you know oh, like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a lot of my comrades are really joked about that like oh like we gotta make more propaganda because we just lost our, our our multi million dollar heroin industry yeah exactly it's like surprise so, yeah again another thing that's oddly reminiscent both south and north of the uh, uh <laughs> of of the Rio Grande is um is like yeah narco trafficking and you know the exploitative um the, like financing of uh the, the colonial state basically <laughs> like the like that's not super un- uh, disfamiliar uh that's that's, yeah, like, that's not familiar yeah that's something that might might ring a few bells for people might you know going back to like iran contra and shit like it might it might seem a little bit familiar like deja vu over and over again and then people like Biden and think that like shit's good. It's like, yay, we got rid of the orange man. It's like, yeah, but okay, but there is still a head of a colonial empire. There is still, you know, an imperialist fucking war machine. Uh, I don't really. That's why I don't. I don't associate with like the Democrats and the Republicans. Oh no, fuck they're, them. Yeah, yeah, they're both the end of the same snake. They're 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 both exactly they're man. The party. They're not. They're not the people's party. No, they're not. Uh, well, I'm just saying the day they start. Well, it's like what time is it over there? Nine something. Yeah. Oh, it's like eight twelve. It's the War of eighteen twelve. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my theory is that the War of eighteen twelve was basically the first world war, if you think about it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, because the only major empire that wasn't like actively involved was the Ottomans, and they technically yeah. were. Um, allied with Russia through, um, you know, like the economic assistance wow. they were giving them, right? So, like, in in theory, like, yeah, you had fighting all over Eurasia, you had fighting all over the Americas. It it kind of was like one of, like like the first true like world war. It just didn't have like the technology of uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's 
like a lot of people don't know about that one like they just kind of skip over that one and they, they really don't talk about the, the indigenous involvement in like at all and that was a like huge part like, of it and that was the same yeah, it, it was a similar like example of like you know european powers playing different um tribes and confederacies against each other right like the british had the iroquois the french had the algonquins or like the other way around i honestly forgot to be completely honest but like i think that's right i think that yeah um and then like the, the americans <clears throat> went around like after that and we're just like you're neutral in the revolutionary war so we're gonna punish yeah. you and that's why they call like washington a uh, town destroyer like in their language they, they every president they they in yeah. that language like he's like town destroyer and I, I thought that was cool it is i, it, I mean the pre- President. Washington shouldn't even ex- I mean it's 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 a clearly planned city it was built entirely by slaves and it existed just to be like a um yeah like a headquarters for like uh these 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 mass murdering uh leaders that were taught to see as the founding fathers you know um, I found out there's there's archaeological sites there too. Like even like the the White House itself, like it's sitting on a, on an archaeological site. Like they used to they find artifacts to, until the seventies. That's like, kind of fascinating. Oh, yeah, I, I was just like somewhere. really like, even this this place is built like I mean obviously you know it's built on stolen land, but you're just like like there was really like a village originally here hmm. that they like, they forced like all the people to to move. Uh, move from i forgot which people i think like it was like a historic tribe and they had their band with like other ones to survive yeah no i get mixed up with some yeah i get mixed up with some of the the tribes and for uh well nansima right but that was that they were like in like southern virginia right i think so yeah I'm honestly not sure which which um tribe of land the the yeah, White it's House a, built. Yeah, it's a it's a more obscure like. one. Yeah. Uh, that lived there historically. Pro- yeah, probably wiped them all out. Yeah, like I think they had they had the band. It was kind of like the the Lenapes. They like they had like several tribes had to like come together to to just keep going. Yeah, no, it sucks that even like after after tribal unity, like it it like. They ended up having like like different group, different confederacies had to like side with a European power just to like hope to get a better better deal out of the um out of the settlement, right? Uh, that's what Tecumseh was doing, like with the allying with the British. He like yeah, figured like that because he had, he had seen like what uh like like what what the the Americans are doing. I mean, he lived like most of his his life at war with like being pushed like further and further from like their their ancestors his ancestors hey do you think uh, do you think the zapatista movement any of the people in the zapatista movement were influenced by the leaders of old uh, definitely i mean there's a lot of local like mayan resistance leaders that they definitely like would, would know about and they'd be influenced by that, like, yeah. that I'm still learning about it. Well, I am too, and I hope that uh, you know I don't have another immediate question to ask. Uh, but I I learned a lot just talking with you guys, Jamie. Do you have anything else to ask um, before we? Um... Yeah. To anybody that's out there in the Zapatista movement, 
We support you. 100%. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We support you. Autonomous zones flourish. You know, and we thank you, you Zapatista warriors, for all that you're doing because you're inspiring not just, you know, you're an inspiration to every people. The, the Zapatistas are an inspiration to every uh, colonized people, every like, like identity that's that's resisting against, um, you know, like imperialist and colonial states. Like, like the the fact that it's remained intact, and the fact that you know the solidarity of of uh, the Mexican people were you know like brought down um like the juggernaut in 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 the face of it was um it, it's something that i i have i have to believe i have to hope that it can happen again for other people you know i have to, i have to hold we have we have to hold on to that belief that this is you yeah know. you know because i look at like i said resistance camps up from around line three trans mountain pipeline you call it standing rock all these things are like little bitty zapatista little, little bitty yeah. zapatista camps the spirit is out there that's what they remind me of yeah the spirit is out there man i don't know about it yeah and i feel like you know the zapatista movement influenced all that you know what i mean yeah no it's been a huge yeah, a lot of stuff sparked off with like the bicentennial. Like you just had like all these uh, these protests to celebrating like Columbus Day and like mm-hmm. like but finally the indigenous like voices like breaking out and finally getting heard. Yeah, and I feel like Zapatismo and that stuff definitely influenced that like coming to the forefront and definitely set the tone for further resistance to colonial powers and yeah. capitalism. I mean the Most US yeah. the US and Canada are still very much reconciling with the the crimes that they've committed again and and continue continue to commit long after I think people were really aware like with you know the what's been servicing about um you know all those indigenous boarding schools right yeah residential and all, all indigenous children and women yeah, and just, with, 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 just in, like, and the body count just gets higher. All those lost ancestors. All those lost ancestors. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, it's like 6,500 something. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just so called Canada. It's ticking up. Yeah, exactly. Ancestors, ancestors, ancestors you know, they lost. Because those ancestors, they're lost. They're lost. And, and, and even like, I mean, you know, under the Trudeau government, they get a Trudeau government. They gave a, a pass to provinces like um, Alberta and Saskatchewan to effectively the way the Canadian healthcare system worked was that um, Indigenous women would be encouraged. Like, I'm obviously very pro-choice, but like Indigenous women were explicitly encouraged to get abortions, whereas with white women they would do the classic fucking like you know christian thing of just like it's a life you know here's a video of the thing you know and it's like i'm sorry but that's that's akin to genocide you know yeah it's fucking disgusting because when they would abort the children they would sterilize the women yeah they would sterilize 
sterilized in, in college when, when I took American Indian studies. Mm -hmm. and, like she, she just said like like all my siblings pretty much got taken from me because they they her and her dad her mom and dad wanted to have like a big family and mm -hmm. after their first kid like they they forced it, they they sterilized her without her consent. That's so fucking. That really, that really, fu that really fucks me up, man. I fucking hate that. Me too. Like, it's just, like, one thing reading about it, and another thing meeting someone that that shit directly affects yeah. you. Oh yeah, it, it it messes you up even more when you meet them. Yeah. And you meet them, and you hear that story, it freaks you out, you know. But you gotta so, people. More people gotta see the faces of um. Of 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 pe people that that has been done to, I think, where people need to have that conversation. Absolutely. The Zapatista movement thrived without the use of social media. Yeah. yeah that's a, that's a, that's a, I mean, they had Rage Against the Machine was pro Zapatista, so that kind of helped spread the message a little bit. <laughs> I only say that just because I'm a massive Rage fan, but like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, because, you know, it happened in the 90s, the Zapatista uprising. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have social media, we didn't have Wi Fi or anything like that. Yeah. And, uh, and to me, you know, I mean, can you imagine what, how big that movement would have been if we had this stuff now back then? I mean, the thing is, though, they're, they, they're shutting down channels of uh solidarity like on social media like because like i get like i don't know if you got it uh on on facebook do you remember the little warning that says just like you have been posting like harmful or dangerous content like because I got yeah. That yeah yeah i love that I shit. I yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I actually just got kicked off Twitter. Well, okay, in fairness, the thing I, I got, like, suspended from Twitter for was saying, like, I was talking about, like, like the, it was an article talking about, like, white flight from, like, uh, the Upper East Side of, 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 of Manhattan or whatever to down to Florida, you know, like, buying up homes just, like, like to escape COVID and shit, right? And I was just like, well, I hope they all sink. Which is, like... Damn. I'm sorry, but like, fuck you, people. You know, like, you just do, you just, you, you just get, uh, you just accumulate property and wealth, and you just move from one place to another, while you're safe. While I mean, fucking like, I mean, the damage that's going to be done to like the 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 country of Bangladesh alone, um, by by climate change. It's a very low lying country, the Bay of Bengal. Uh, is a frequent recipient of uh, hurricanes. Um, all of the poor of the world, like, like we need an immediate. See, that's the future right there. That's the future. Like, we can't. I don't want the world to sink and and. Yeah, and I want her to have a planet to. Yeah. To actually come home to and. That's why. That's why, that's why we fight, people. We fight for the little one right here, so she can have, so she can be able to grow some corn, <laughs> some corn, some apples. Flash. Three, three sisters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I really love talking to y'all. Any, oh, any yeah. last thoughts after, after that? 
I don't know. I have some people I could I could shout out if you want me to. Oh yeah, go um, ahead, go ahead, mate. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have some people in mind that like that'd be good guests too. Well, there's my good friend uh, Alicia Smith. She's a like a like a Mesoamericanist. She does like really awesome resistance art. I, cool. I think she'd be a good fit to, to talk to you guys. That wouldn't be and, bad if, uh, if 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 we want to use that art as the the podcast cover, we could do that. I'm sure she'd be down. Uh, All right. Uh, she's like now, and yeah, she's an awesome lady. Yeah, no, just send me like her art page or her um contact or whatever and um and we could do that yeah and there's uh my, yeah, my friend john Daniel. but you got to be on the episode with us you got to be on the episode who, do, with us. who yeah, does like, I'll, I'll, i'm here I'll, I'll show up <laughs> cool oh yeah, yeah uh, you know her more than we do mm. definitely he does really yeah, great mutual aid work he, he does uh wait sorry who was that again I, I, I missed it i mean i didn't hear who oh. was it Oh, my friend uh, John Daniels. He's like a John Daniels. Teacher. Yeah, he lives in uh, New Mexico. He runs a camp called uh, Camp Red Sleeves, named cool. after uh, the Apache leader Mangos, Colorado. Nice. And he does awesome mutual aid work. He does, he does a lot of it out of his own pocket. And, I love that. Uh, that guy's awesome. I love that. Yeah. No, I'll put all those in um, in the descri- in the description in the podcast description when I put it out, man. Yeah, I could I could send you a link for his thing. Like, uh, oh yeah, go ahead and send me links to any of uh, any of them. That would that would definitely help. Yeah, please please do. You know? Yeah. Oh wait, is there any <clears throat> other like resistance movements that we don't know about? You know, organized like the Zapatistas, but like or is South America? South America, I um I know about the like the Sandinistas. And oh yeah, the Sandinistas. Uh, I I dig the Sandinistas. Yeah, and there's like some, uh, some in like Colombia and stuff. Oh yeah, well Colombia. I mean, that could be a whole episode onto itself, talking about the Colombian civil war, like between FARC oh, yeah, and the too. yeah. No, I mean that, that I think we should just like, I don't know. Do you know uh, any any Colombians or people who are like particularly well versed on that? Um, uh, not that anyone comes to mind really. Uh, I, my cousin's half Colombian, but she's into some of the stuff, but. But she's still like like learning. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, maybe maybe a future episode, but that I think definitely deserves its own episode because like That's that that is 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 such a like a horrifyingly accurate example of how neo colonialism works, you know, and and sort of like subdues, uh, you know, subdues resistance like via false promises into like a faux representative democracy right and just sort of like disarms um people against the state and it's it's yeah no i mean there's a lot to talk about when it comes to colombia you know obviously obviously the narco trafficking and the um you know the the cia involvement um but yeah, no, I mean we we could definitely talk about that. We could talk about it. I I'd, I'd be happy to talk with with, with any other um, comrades of yours who, who who need to say their piece. I'd be very happy to do that. Another probably good fit would be my my good friend Kevin Jose. He's like, like he was like in the Not Your Mascot protest. He's like uh, against the he's tone awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, he's against the he's an indigenous anarchist and against the apartheid border. He's very knowledgeable. And, very very wise dude really good friend of mine for years cool. really cool dude 
All right, well, it was really nice meeting you, Andre. Um, I hope to talk to you some more. And um, Jamie, as always, um, peace. Uh, amplify. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Tired.